Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another uh, video episode. And uh, for our Spotify listeners, um, of course, our podcast episode podcast. of Historically Athletic. We uh, we had some technical difficulties uh, for our first Super Bowl run when we were trying to record that episode, and uh, we weren't able to figure that out. There was yeah. a nice hum uh, that Big J recognized, and the quality just was not what we what we would want to put out there. Uh, so we decided to do. I guess you could call it a re-record of our uh, of our Super Bowl episode, a Super Bowl wrap, and just kind of wanted to go over some of those key points. I know the game was a couple weeks ago, but it was the end of the football season, and we just didn't feel like it was right to not have a wrap-up considering what we've done the entire it, season. Yeah, yeah. Especially to recap the Super Bowl and everything mm-hmm. that happened in that game. It just, you know, technical difficulties, it's going to get everyone once in a while. So is that Was that technical difficulties kind of like what was happening when 50 Cent was upside down during the halftime show? <laughs> it looked like he was left upside down for a little too long. <laughs> He'd been waiting for his cue a little bit too long there. I will say, though, it was it was a spectacle. I mean, I'm still... That was a great Super Bowl halftime show. It was. I mean, that, that halftime show was amazing. The fact that the Bengals' first touchdown was a touchdown throw by Mixon. The fact right. that Burrow took the... Took the most sacks in Super Bowl history, tied that record. Tied that record. McVay ended up being the, the controversial seventy-five-yard touchdown with by Tiggins. Yeah. Yep, and then of course the penalties in the fourth quarter that just were odd, considering yeah. the circumstances, considering how the game was called through the majority of it. Yep. There's definitely some talking points there, but um, you know the Rams ended up winning twenty-three to twenty over the Bengals. Uh, Cooper Cup scored their final touchdown to give them the lead and. He ended up winning Super Bowl MVP and deservedly a wor- so. A, deservedly wor- a worthy MVP considering his body of work throughout the season and also his performance in the Super right, Bowl. Right, right. A lot I mean, of what, people could touch- argue. What two touchdown catches, two like touchdowns. ninety yards, something like that. What did uh, he end up finishing see. with? He ended up finishing with ninety-two yards, averaging eleven and a half. And two touchdowns, you're right. He had 10 targets, so eight receptions on those 10 targets. He was the Rams' offense because they couldn't run the football. And then, obviously, Odell going down early in the game was huge because, mm-hmm. you know, up until that point, he already had three targets, two receptions of 52 yards. He had that one nice, deep 35-yard catch there. And, you and know, he had a touchdown catch. He had yeah. a touchdown, yeah. So it's one of those things that, you know, with Odell going down, they didn't have Higby in there either, so they were – Definitely they were thin on reserves. Well, here's the question, though, and I know you had some points on this specifically from uh, from Mr. Baldinger over with the NFL on this. Oh yeah. I mean, it kind of felt like LA didn't necessarily win this game as much as Cincinnati kind of gave it, it away. Yeah. Yeah. It, what did you What did really you have did. specifically in that regard? Because I mean, so the Bengals I mean, didn't have their best game by any means. No, that day. and Joe Burrow, you know, having to run for his life like that. What was that? I think seven sacks is what he ended up having on him, um, and for, for a loss of forty three yards. So it was a ton, it was a ton too. of pressure, ton of pressure, and obviously with Aaron Donald taking the game over those last two plays, and Von Miller showing out towards the end too. Yep, and Ashawn Robinson. So. The defensive line, which is what the Rams' bread and butter was, which what what they were going to rely it was the, on. It was the defining the factor defining in the game, was. and that Mike Jones dude. Or was it? Was it? What was his name? Not Mike Jones. What was he? What was that guy's name? Oh my gosh! Oh, here we go. It's it's Jones. I think you're, you're right here. Let me find it. It is. Oh man, I don't have. He was one of their leading tacklers. Let's see. How, so in the leading tacklers for defense, Ernest Jones. Ernest, Ernest that's Jones. what it was. That's I knew it was, was a Jones. I was like, Mike Jones was the guy that made Mike that tackle for the St. Louis yeah. Rams in the Tennessee-St. <laughs> Louis Super Bowl back when we were kids. Right, yeah. That so Ernest Jones, he had a sack, seven total tackles, and two tackles for a loss. He had three QB hits, too. So putting the pressure he on. He balled out. He had a great game. I mean, we talk about, like I said, Ashawn Robinson, six total tackles, one sack, one tackle for a loss, and he had one QB hit on top of that. 
Aaron Donald, though, obviously the most disruptive, and Von Miller both equaled two sacks each and three QB hits. So Joe Burrow was running, I mean, the whole time. It wasn't probably as bad as what Patrick Mahomes was running last year before, but at the same time, it was just one of those very difficult things. And to, to your point, you know, talking about how it felt just more like the game was a great game. It was. It a was. Game. Cincinnati got ahead early It was very in the game. tense very in a good intense. way. Yeah, like, it was a great game. And, you know, it just really did feel like it was Cincinnati's game to lose, and they lost it. I mean, there's several points here. You know, Brian Baldinger, one of the NFL analysts, um, after the Super Bowl had, you know, four points to really go over where Cincinnati had their miscues. And it starts with the very first possession of the game. You know, they go forward on fourth and one midfield. Ballsy call. By I Zach liked Taylor. it. I, I liked it. how aggressive they were going to play because yeah. they were playing to win, They're not to lose. To and it's fourth and one. You should, at midfield, you should be able to pick up one yard. Even against that defensive Even line. Even against that deal. So I thought that was probably one of the biggest deals, especially watching that game live. I knew right then, I was like, oh, that's, I love the call. I did not like the execution because Same. what happened on that call, they, they bring um, Higgins in, in motion across the field from the left to the right. And the defense switches, right? They switch to, um, for their zones. And you see, who is it? It's um, Scott and Jalen Ramsey. I think it's, uh, what's his name? Yeah, uh, Nick, right. Scott. Nick Scott. Yeah. Nick Scott. You see them right when Higgins is coming all, all the way to the end. He's filling his uh, motion out. They hike the ball. He goes right out to the flat, wide open for one yard. All you need is a yard. This is where situational awareness is huge for these players. And Joe Burrow really needed to just hit Higgins on that quick play. And he zeroed in on and Chase he and in made on a Chase. harder throw than he needed to. Made a harder chase. Because Jalen Ramsey and Nick Scott, when they were switching that uh, – that, um, Switching those responsibilities Responsibilities, out. they ran into each other. Yep. So Higgins was wide open. The flight card probably picked up 10 yards. Easy, but definitely the first down. So right there is your first miscue. You know, they go for, they go four and out basically, turn the ball over – and then what happens? LA, LA goes scores their first touchdown with, with OBJ. Yeah. Exactly. So then the very next one, this all kind of happened more or less in the second half of the of the game. You know, it was a third and three coming right off of that interception, that horrible interception that Matt Stafford threw. Um, yeah. Or I, I, that wasn't the horrible one. That was the one at the end of the half where he threw that horrible one. It was the one where it was tipped and Cincinnati uh, Made capitalized. Yes. So third and three. Right after that intercession, you got the momentum running. Cincinnati's up 17 to 13 at this point. You have the ability to go up 24 to 13 and then really put the pressure on the Rams offense, right? Well, Tyler Boyd, it's one of those uh, read option routes for a receiver based on where the defense is. If they're in inside, terms of leverage, or outside. Yeah. exactly. If they're inside, you're going to go out. If right. they're outside coverage, you're going to go in. Well, Tyler Boyd runs this uh, in route. He goes up five yards and then comes in and when Tyler Taylor Rapp, who is the defensive back for the Rams, he's on the inside coverage. And so you Burrow see was Burrow, gonna throw out. You see him, he sees the coverage, he's gonna get ready, he pulls that ball back. Boyd comes in instead of going out, that immediately miscommunication. Burrow has to bring the ball down. He gets sacked on that play. Yeah. Huge play. Goes the fourth down. They settle for a field I think they had a three and out after they had or not a three and out, but a three and then a three plays then a field goal. That, that's did, what it they, was. That's they didn't was. move the ball much at all. In that's that drive. what it was after that interception. They they didn't. They, it was a three and out, and that was the big deal right there. You know, yep. he would have had that out route wide open for at least the first down, and that would have continued the drive, maybe score. And, and part of that is just building up chemistry with your players. That's part of mastering an offense and getting really, really good at it. Part of just game planning too. I mean, that's the, the simple basics. You know, when but that's just the thing. If you're looking at this. It was either, based on these first two things, it was either a mistake by Burrow in the context of, of zeroing in on Chase too much and missing yep. Higgins, and then Burrow make, and then not Burrow making a mistake here, but, but, it, but it Boyd making His a mistake receiver. here. 
And that's to say nothing about his drop that happened later in the game. And that's another big point right there. I mean, that was one of the biggest moments in the game right there. I think that's really where the momentum was kind of just taken away from Cincinnati and given back to If the, Boyd the makes that catch. He didn't drop a pass in all the slot, year. In none. All year, not one drop pass. Biggest game of his Biggest moment of his game of his life, right here. He's going to have a hard time recovering from Uh, that. I mean, it's one of those things. That's the thing is you see this from a young team. They're an inexperienced team. True. So as long as they go back, view that film, learn from it, and they come back better, I feel like they have the ability to do that. I do, too. That that would be really cool to see them possibly return or something of that nature. Not to mention with Burrow on a rookie contract and a lot of these guys that are young on a rookie contract. If they can keep drafting well, which is never a guarantee, but if they can keep drafting well, since he's got a shot, but, man, the AFC's loaded, and we'll we'll go over that in in another episode, episode. kind of prepping for the draft and all that. Right. But, you know, back to that point, it was 39 Six and a half minutes left in the game. They're down at this point, right? That drop, wide open little inside route, he just drops it. It would have been a first down. You would have kept that momentum going, kicked the drive going. And then probably the most mind-boggling one, you can call it mind-boggling now after the fact because it was the second one. It was that last drive since he had. So they're down 23-20 at this point. There's only a couple minutes left, like I think less than two minutes left. Mm-hmm. And it was right before Aaron Donald got his two back-to-back sacks to end the game. That's second and one. You just got a first and ten. You get nine yards. Driving down the field, you're going to try to go tie the game up with a field goal or let Joey B win it for you, right? Second and one. Joey throws that just deep pass to no one when Jamar Chase was running up the sideline. It was a bust. It was kind of a bust, right? But where the hell was Joe Mixon through all this? Right. I mean, he started the game off. 15 carries, 72 yards, averaging 4.8 yards a carry. And he threw a freaking touchdown pass. He threw pass. a touchdown the first throw. Like, like, as much as I don't care for the guy character-wise after what he did at Oklahoma with the that whole— Long story there. Long, yeah, long, longer story than we <laughs> have You can look it up here. if you don't know. Yeah. But the guy was balling. The guy was having a great game, game. And I don't know why they didn't go to him more often. It's one of those things, man. You get away from what you know. You, you, you get, get in your head. You get in your head too much, you get cute, just like we talked about leading up to the Super Bowl. But the main thing with that second and one where he just throws it up to Chase, he had three receivers on the wide left side. Open. Wide open. Defense is playing soft, off coverage, five, ten yards off. And it's second and one. Again, situational awareness. This is where the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers, usually these elite quarterbacks step up. They know where to get, honest, the, get, get the I yardage. would not put A-Rodge in there because he zeroes in on Adams too much. But I well, that's all he's got, too, for the most part. And Adams is a phenomenal quarterback, or receiver. So. Still, though. But, but it, no, it, it, it I, speaks I to the point. It speaks to the point because that's the thing is you've got to have that mental ability to understand where the sticks are. And that's what made Tom Brady so great. You know, these little quick things get to guards to – Get your ten yards. He was efficient. Drive. He was. He didn't care who made the play, just as long as someone made as the play. As long as it was, and that's what it was. You know, three receivers on the left side, all running quick. You know, two yard, three yard ups, and then ends wide open off coverage, and he throws this deep nothing to chase. And then obviously he didn't get another chance to redeem himself because third and one, Aaron Donald just. Our blew third up the one play. blew up the play. It was the, it was the handoff to Pirine. We were talking about Mixon. Where's Mixon at? You handed to Pirine because he's your more of your bruiser. Your back, power right? back. Yeah, but Mixon was Mixon can pick up short yards too. Two carries. Zero yards in the game for Pirine. Granted, 
tackle for loss that Aaron Donald did on that third and one, and then they go for a fourth and one. Joe Joe Burrow's you know dead in the dirt before he can get the ball out. So and not to mention we find out later that he had a sprained MCL to finish that game, which right. obviously is which is going to hinder mobility, especially when you got Aaron Donald coming out to you. So. But the reality is, is the Bengals really fought their butts off. But you got to give the Rams credit for coming and finish that finishing that game off, regardless. Right. So, they're big time players make big time plays at a big time moment of the game, and that's and what that's what got. That's why they gave up all their draft picks and their futures, you know, for the next five years. But I kind of, I kind of like some of the articles that have come out in support of Les Snead, the Rams GM, with regards to some of these moves, because yeah. if you're working with a mid thirties quarterback in Stafford that obviously has, you know, probably three to five, hopefully really good years left in his career after yep. being battered in Detroit for all those years. You've got Cooper you've got Cup. to sell out. So you've got give him Co- everything well, you can. Well, you've got Cooper Cup on a really friendly contract in a lot of respects. Right now, I don't yeah. remember the. I don't. No, I mean they just signed him to an extension. Oh, did they sign him for? An yeah, extension? yeah, they signed him to a very team friendly extension. You brought in Odell Beckham Jr. to replace Robert Woods after he got right. hurt. Higby's on a pretty team-friendly deal, if I remember right. And then, you know, their offensive line is solid, but their defensive line, going after Vaughn Miller, being aggressive and going after big. these going after these established players that you know can play in your system and you know that and they're they going to adjust. they got a steal for Jalen Ramsey a couple years ago. They <laughs> yeah, did. That was, that was so if steal. you're able to get some of the best players at their position and surround them with talent from the third to the seventh round and draft for need and draft the best player that's going to fit your schemes rather than just going after the stud muffins but getting stud muffins that are already developed by other teams, yeah. I can kind of understand the strategy. Yeah, I can. No, definitely, definitely. I absolutely can. Can. It's different. And that's kind of a little bit what the Bucks did a little bit. I was going to the, the Bucks built through the draft, through the in a draft lot of ways. on the defensive side for sure. And then of course they brought in Lenny on the offensive mm-hmm. side. They drafted Godwin and Evans and Evans and Evans Miller and you there. know they brought it. They brought in Gronk and so, obviously I mean, they brought in thing, Brady. Though. So it's it's a different way of building a team and. And it's a, I, it's I a good s- way. I mean, we see it work, and it's worked. You know, it's worked in this year. It's worked before, too, when you bring in these veteran players. Well, but and same thing with the Saints over the past couple of years before Breeze retired. Like, you thought they were going to be in salary cap, you know, hell right. for a long time. But they were able to make it work, and they were able to still have pretty elite players. Yeah, and that's the other so. thing, too, is that it's it's one of those things funny that, you know, these NFL franchises, they know how to kind of work that salary cap, you know. Mm-hmm. They always, uh, you know, option it off to the following year, and then the following year, so they just keep pushing it down the line. It's kicking the can down the, the road. Can. Exactly, exactly. But, but that's the main thing, man, is like looking over statistic-wise, you know, Joey Burrow had a pretty good game. You know, other than being sacked for uh, seven times for 43 yards of a loss, he still threw for 263 yards. He was 22 of 33. You know, his QBR is not very good because he only had one touchdown. It was a 39.7 QBR. Joe Mixon on the end, 100. Because, you know, that one-for-one touchdown pass. Right. (laughs) And then Matt Stafford, you know, he really did. He threw up that one ball at the end of the half, which, you know, that's kind of just like a 50-50. It's a throwaway. Give it up, give it up. But I thought they still could have gotten a freaking field goal on that drive. They managed it better. Right. And then, you know, he comes off and he gets another interception in the very first uh, play of the opening half. The second half, yeah. The second half, yeah. And so it's just one of those things, you know, he ended up having a QBR of 60.8. He was only sacked twice, though. That's where the real big difference comes in. And then... Definitely. There was no running game. I mean, the total team running was 43 yards for the Rams. Yeah, they could not run they on Cincinnati's defense. They could not run defense, on Cincinnati's defense. Which surprised me. 
I but, wasn't expecting that. Cam I mean, didn't do a thing. Michelle didn't do anything. But no, I mean, definitely the difference was the defense, and and not to say anything bad about Cincinnati's defense either, because they pretty much bowled they out, bowled most out. Of the game. Logan Wilson and that penalty called on Logan Wilson in the fourth quarter at uh, that last drive. It's right garbage. It's garbage. They had to make up for the horrible the, the, miss the call face on mask Higgins, on Higgins. Yeah. Which, granted, that was very blatant. It's just one of those things where it's a perspective angle. It's a human error to the game. So and forth. people will say the same thing about the Logan Wilson penalty. Too. They will. Oh, they will, but man, that was that was. Oh, eh, I mean, Logan Wilson had nine tackles, eight of them were solos. He had three tackles for loss and one pass defection. I mean, had, he a, had great a great game. game. It's just one of those things that they just couldn't really push it through, and uh, you know, it's really unfortunate because I liked, I wanted Cincinnati to win. I really kind of did, um, but yeah. it was it was a great game. You know, we talked about the halftime show real briefly because that was that was an awesome halftime show. Very nostalgic for our generation, especially sure. um, growing up listening to those um, artists and things like that. So, and I think there was one more bit that we were going to cover just to kind of address the Super Bowl hangover and kind of see if it was real or not. Yeah, and we were looking through things from 2011 until. 2021, and out of all of these teams, you were able to get this from Brian DeArdo with Mm. CBS Sports. Yeah, out of all the teams, you're talking the Steelers, the Patriots, the Niners, the Broncos, the uh, the Panthers, the Falcons, the Patriots a couple times. They're all Super Bowl losers. The Chiefs. They're all Super Bowl losers. There were only two teams out of all those that actually had a losing record the next year, and it was the. The Panthers and... And that was right after Cam's MVP season when they got smacked by the Broncos and Von Miller won his MVP there. But the Panthers and the 49ers were the only ones that really nosedived. The Panthers, they got one incredible year out of Cam Newton and then it kind of bottomed out. Right. And then the Niners, of course, had their injury issues in 2020 and were going all over the place to play their games because they right. couldn't play in San Francisco or Santa Clara. So, I mean, but, I mean that's, that's an outlier. Kind of, kind of think, I remember, like, as a kid growing up, if you these teams that went to the Super Bowl and they lost, it was devastating. Like they Except for up, the Bills. Yeah, right. <laughs> Four times in a row, they make it back. But, like, that's the thing is, like, I felt like when you lost the Super Bowl, it was devastating. Like, these teams either, like, fump, like just fell apart, crumbled. Or free agency, or just free killed, agency them. killed them. Injuries killed them. Or... They just couldn't make it back for a couple years. And over the last decade, we've seen that shift change where the teams that make it, they lose, they they get back there again. At least they get back to the playoffs again. To give them another chance. To get a chance. Hey, Cowboys fans, I promise you they have a chance next year. Just like everyone else. Typical Cowboys <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's the truth, though. Everybody technically has a shot. Everybody, everyone has a shot. Everyone is 0-0 yes. zero zero until they have that first regular season game in the fall. Very true. Everyone's undefeated, right? Everyone's, everyone's undefeated until week one's but final. Either way, uh, we appreciate y'all listening. We appreciate y'all watching. One uh, more we really note enjoyed I have it. right here. What you got? I got, do we think the Rams will run it back? No. I mean... No. Aaron Donald seemed to think so. At that parade, we built a super team. Why not? Why can't we run it back? He was also running around with his shirt off, clearly inebriated. <laughs> hey, if I and look like Aaron Donald and I was that big of a man, I'd be shirtless everywhere, too. That's, that's okay. fair. But I, I just <laughs> I don't see them being able to retain all of the talent that they really need to, me- to retain in order to do it. But bringing Robert Woods back healthy next year could be a huge catalyst you for think them. O- you think OBJ comes back next year for them? Uh, maybe. I think I don't because know because who's your because you have Woods you have Cup, I mean, if Woods Je- and Jefferson. Cup and Van Jefferson might get pushed out of that third receiver role and I think OBJ is a better fit than Jefferson I'd have to, is well, in I'd that have role. to look to see if he's still under his rookie contract because if he's still under his rookie contract that's a cheap 
you know, cheap a- asset. Out of Florida, yeah. yeah. exactly. And so, he had his freaking first kid that night. Yeah, yeah. what, a, what a day. I mean, he had to, his wife had to leave during during, know, the, during, during the game. Yeah, because she to went to go to the hospital. And then after he wins the Super Bowl, he's out there with his team. Gets to he has to kid. leave and run and go get to see his newborn. So that's that's a really cool story for uh, somebody like that. Hey, you can't you can't be nothing but happy for him. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But. Yeah, the the thing is, is we appreciate y'all listening. We appreciate y'all watching. We obviously had a great time with it this season, and we'll keep doing you know periodic shows. I guess you could say we're going to be delving a little bit more into college football going into the spring and summer, going into next fall. So we'll getting ready we'll be able to kind of dovetail between the collegiate and the pro game in a little bit of a different way. And then the next two episodes that we're going to be doing are an AFC draft preview and then an NFC draft preview, kind of give you an idea of what to expect with the combine. Just little fun things that we've brought up that we think y'all will enjoy. So we appreciate y'all listening, and we appreciate y'all watching. Yeah, definitely, man. You guys, take care and uh, keep keep it up, man. If you guys uh, check out our YouTube content and reach out to us, you know, let us know if there's things that you want to reminisce about, talk with us, you know, that we want to go over, things like that. Or if you want us to go over, like, historical teams that you remember as a kid that even, whether they won a Super Bowl or not, if you just have memories yeah. about – you know, a, a certain player or a certain team or a certain coach or anything of that nature or a certain offense that you loved watching as a kid that either petered out or has stayed the course through all these years. And CYL you know, is a big architectural nut. He loves the stadiums. He I can do. Talk whole, he can take take forever to talk about the, you know, the way they build these stadiums, the names of the stadiums, where they get them from. So even little things like that, just reach out to us, send us a comment on the YouTube page. Or even on Spotify, you know, if you can do that. But otherwise, else, you know, we'll catch you next time on our next episode. Absolutely. And we'll bring you the beer reviews for this week and the next two, just to give you a heads up. Beer review, guys. We're drinking on them now. <laughs> Take care. Thanks, y'all.